When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Blakey's Boot Room, the number one Cardiff City podcast. Brought to you by Wales Online. Hello and welcome to Blakey's Boot Room, the Cardiff City podcast in association with Giovanni's Restaurants. I'm your host, Glenn Williams, and I'm joined by Nathan Blake and Paul Abandonato. How are we both? Good morning. Good morning. Good afternoon. Good evening, whenever you hear this. Yes, well, <laughs> yeah, good day. So we are obviously, today in today's show, sorry, we're going to talk about, first of all, the draw at Derby last Friday. Um, then we're going to look at some injury returns in the coming weeks and see if that's going to bolster the side, whether the, the players might come straight back in or not, and then... Some Middlesbrough preview before some Ask Blakey and predictions at the end. So, much, well, another draw, Blakey. Blakey up, up Derby on Friday night. What do we make of the game? Uh, I believe you and I called them an all draw. I did have that at the bottom for predictions at the end. Yes, yeah. yeah, we um, did. I thought, in fairness, I thought it was a decent performance. I thought they'd done quite well, actually. Um... I I still think Derby are—they uh, take a lot of risk, I, I, over risk. I think at times they 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 um, they give you an opportunity too often, and I don't think they got the players who can play out as as much as what uh, Kaku would like. But um, from our perspective, I thought yeah, decent performance, Glatzel, uh, Murphy again. I thought. You know, Patterson, White, I thought, thought that front four done well. And I think um, what I was uh, quite impressed by was the counter-attack. I felt the counter-attack was much more positive and, you know, far more decisive in how they uh, approached it. So, um, still disappointing not, uh, not to win the game, but I did feel like... You know they need to. Um, they can still do a bit better stats-wise, but they did play a lot more football. I felt uh, not a lot more, but they did play more football. Uh, and towards the end, they went more direct, as you'd expect. But um, no, as, as a performance, I, I thought I thought it was decent. I thought they were they were unlucky not to get the win. Paul, you there as well? What did you uh, make of the performance? I thought it was average at best. <laughs> I'm surprised Blake is as effusive as he is about it. Well, it was better than what we've seen. Yeah, but what, does that, what does that mean? Okay. Yeah, I thought it was Route One again. Um, I think I think perhaps those ninety minutes summed up Cardiff City for me, Blakey. Okay, right? Yeah. That that they are a Neil Warnock team who are resilient, hard, and work hard, play a direct game. And will be very hard to beat, mm-hmm. but they let the creativity to win games. Yeah, I do. I and as a result, 
I now think a pattern is setting in, is beginning to set in, and it may be kind of drawing an awful lot of games this season, and drawing an awful lot of games isn't tantamount to getting in the top six. Now, I still think, I said this last week, and I stand by it, I still think it could go either way. Mm. I still think they've got three games coming up, Middlesbrough, QPR, both at home, and Holloway. And if they win those games, and it is imposs- it is certainly possible for them to do that, mm. if they win those games, that changes the mindset a bit, and then there's a momentum going. But at, at the moment, I see them, as, as I say, as a team that... The top op- eight team, top ten team. That's, that's, opposition that's what will are, find I hard think. to beat, but... Mm. Again, I, again, I thought they should. I, I, I've never, I never thought this season, especially with the expectation. I thought the season we went up was such a surprise to everybody, but from early on in the season, it was no surprise to me. Um, but this season, looking at it, you know, I, ju- I just don't think. I think they're 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 a top eight, top ten team. That's the disappointing bit, though, Blakey. I mean, what you're saying is, is probably pragmatic, and I think we're beginning to see that is the case. But mm. I come back to it: the whole ethos all summer was they've got a better squad than last time, and they're going to be challenging for promotion, which means I, the I, top I, two. I, I, and I, I think a lot of us, including certainly the fans, got caught up in that. Okay, you know, and maybe us members of the media as well. Yeah. I, okay. Um, I look at it like this: I don't think the back line is as good as. Last season or the season before, because Mango's gone. Well, yeah. Mango's gone and, and Bamba's out. Yeah. Right, so I don't see how you can say, I don't see how anyone could say that the back line yeah. and Edridge is out. Yeah, I don't think anyone could say the back five is better than what it was. That's two a years really, ago. that's a really good, right? or even a year ago. That's a really good one. Oh, a year ago, yeah. right? And then what you've got, really and truly, um, in central midfield. You've got uh, the replacement for what was his name? The, Goodness, uh, no, the Spanish lad, Camarasa. Uh, Camarasa. You, you've got his his replacement, really and truly, is. Well, well I thought it was going to be um, Lee Tomlin. Lee Tomlin, uh, but we said disappointed if he doesn't start against Derby. Be really disappointed. So. Not, not to see him in there. I was, I was, I was surprised. I'll be, I'll be honest with you, because he, he did. Yeah. I just don't think say. centrally between Bakuna, Patterson, and Rouse, you are going to create a lot. You know, I don't think those three players are known for creativity. You know, Patterson is going to um, get up front. You know, get in behind. He's going to run all day. He's going to work. his you know what off. He's going to challenge. He's going to fight. He'll get you the goals here and there. He's not going to be prolific, you know. He's got good anticipation. He's good in that position, arriving in the box as a ten. But creativity, real and truly, that's what you're looking for from your number ten. Is creativity for your number nine. Uh, also, you know, your seven and eleven. You're looking for them to go score goals as the ten score goals, but all three of them create for your number nine. And I just don't think at the moment. I don't think it's quite. I I just don't see it clicking, you know. Unless I, I think the only way it does is if you play Tomlin over a run of games, yeah. and he ends up, you know, yeah. becoming the the goal provider for yeah. the likes of Murphy, White, you know, Glatzel, and people like that. Because I, I just don't see any other way 
that you improve your creativity states. Plus, you and as I always say, you add on the fact that you're only dealing in ninety percent of the time, thirty-five to forty-five percent possession of the ball. So you know it, it's it's extremely difficult. That's what I feel for Glatzel. I'm so glad, so happy for him to see him get his goal. Um, it was a penalty against Derby. Yeah, I know, but it's a goal. It still takes, you know. It's still, you know. It's. I've been there when you step up to the plate. Pe- penalties can be missed. Penalties can be saved. It still takes scoring, and he. Uh, it was nice to see him. You know that powerful side foot. So, I, I just don't see. We're not a surprise anymore. That's the other thing, to anybody. And I just don't think defensively we're as equipped as what we were or what we have been. We've not got the pace. Miss both, you know, Mac, we definitely miss Manga's pace, I think. And I, I just I just don't see us as, as, as strong as we were two years ago. And, hey, people might they differ, but that's that's just my opinion. Warlock said there was, there was a lack of quality in the final third. That's what he put it down to. Did you see it like that? Do you think... Well, that's why I would play Tomlin. Tomlin didn't play because he was in a car accident. Oh, okay. I, d- I don't. I don't think. I think that 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 is the case, right? But I still think away from home he's more likely to play Patterson in yeah, that ten role. 100%. So, I, so I don't think we should get yeah. too too distracted by the fact that Tomlin didn't play for that reason. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. you think he would have played anyway not, if he. Wasn't. I'm not convinced he would have. I'm not. Yeah. I can't yeah. say for certain, yeah. right? Mm. Um, but that lack of creativity. Is staring all the fans in the face, you know? And Blakey's right. The way you get rid of that, given that they got rid of Bobby Reid, is you give that role to Lee Tomlin. You tell him, right, you're the now, now the kingpin. Constant, the yeah. But, it's got to be a constant. But you've got to play for more than 60 minutes and Cardiff have got to get the ball to his feet, not mm. just lump it up and expect him to win headers mm-hmm. against big centre-halves in the, in, in the championship. Yeah. I, do you know what? I, I think... Whether the the staff agree with me or not, like I said, I'm gonna have my opinion, and that's the way it is. But I think if you put Tomlin in the ten, I think White, Murphy, Glatzel, um, Hoylet, I think they'd all benefit from a bit more possession. I really do. I, I honestly do. I just think they'd all benefit from a bit more solid possession. Uh, possession. And I'm not saying I expect this to be. You know, like we've seen on the weekend, some of the goals, like standing in the six-yard box, kicking it to one another. I'm not talking that. I'm talking once you win that second ball, about keeping possession, being able to rest in possession from time to time, you know, because you work, the, the boys play at such a high rate, high tempo, you know, back to front. There's a lot of running in that type of football when there's a lack of possession. So I just think what you also do is conserve a bit of energy and are able to go harder for longer um, in the 90 minutes. But like I say, I'm inexperienced, didn't I, on this? So I, I, I wouldn't really know. I, I've had another person whose opinion I greatly respect. I heard yesterday, he, he watched it on TV and he, he was apparently saying that, you know, so much better, so much better and all this. And the other. Was it? Mm. I'm not convinced it was from what I saw. I was watching that game and I didn't really see that much difference, Blakey. Mm. Well, I, think, I, I, saying, I, I think they're a hard I, to beat I, team. I, I, I have to, you know, be honest. I did think it was an improved um, 
performance yeah. performance and I did think um, especially second half I did think we were we were stronger especially on the counter attack I thought the counter attack seemed more purposeful rather than just okay we've got an attack we've got a counter attack situation less counter attack it almost like they were <coughs> set up the counter attack so there's a difference between the two right so if we work on our counter attack as three as a front three every day from this position, right, this is what we're going to do. In this position, say Joe Raz has the ball, you, you and you, you're all going to do this. You know, it becomes like second nature, it becomes habitual. But I, I, I got, by looking at it, it looked like they had worked on counter-attacking, which was, you know, it was pleasing to see. It was, a, okay, it was improvement. I'm just going to say, I thought it was an improvement. I should say that Blakey's got a nice smile on his face. It was, no, I do, I do, I mean yeah. it. I think it was an improvement. I think it's hard to say between Fulham and Derby that both performances, there was an improved performance, and which is surprising because you're going away from home. What did you think, Len? Yeah, no, I'm in, I'm in Blakey's camp, I think. I do, I do think it was, it was a slightly improved performance, certainly nothing to get. Um, too over the top of no, absolutely not um, I do agree I think they came came into their own a little bit in the second half um, and, and to be honest I thought Derby was a game that was there for taking and, and yeah, that's, another that's, one. that's why I'm disappointed because I think that was a game that Cardiff really could and should have won anyway yeah. it's gone it's yeah. it's uh, but you could say you could say the same against Reading you could say the same say the same against uh Fulham to a degree, um, but the amount of the amount of danger Derby were putting themselves in—they were playing ridiculous balls across their back four. Uh, I was just—it was to me—it was just—it was—it was a question of when we will in, intercept one and, and score, not if we will intercept one and score. It was like I said, they were doing things I don't think they got the capabilities to do. They're getting those ambitions and capabilities mixed up for a while. Uh, a little thing that I picked up on, actually, which which has been a little bit of a theme the last few games that I've seen anyway, is just that the left-hand side, that the Murphy-Bennett, especially in defence, I think teams are targeting it, and I think they're, they're working it out. Because I, I know, obviously, Bennett's terrific going forward, and Murphy on his day as well can be, can be brilliant going forward. But the last few games I've just seen any of the opposition, whenever they're creating any meaningful attacks, they seem to be... Seeing that Bennett and Murphy are loving going down the right hand side, and yeah. they're coming, they're bombing down the right hand side. So mm. I think they have been a bit lucky that the quality of the opposition in the final third hasn't been terrific. I don't think Fulham were any great shakes really going forward in the final third, um, yeah. and the same at Derby. So just a little bit of cause for concern, I think, on the left hand side. Yeah, I, I would, I would, I would tend to agree with that. Uh, and I don't think Bennett has been brilliant going forward. I think he can. Um, I think he can be brilliant going forward. I always say I think he's you know, when I have seen him cross the ball on the run, he he always puts in a sweet ball. And I I don't know. I just I just don't he, he just don't seem to be in the same place this season. You know, really good defender. You know, he quick across the ground. He's a bit dirty, which I like. <laughs> you know, he's aggressive. You know. But um, honestly, I, I, I just don't, uh, he doesn't seem to be, I don't know, at it in the same way, you know. But I always say, Glenn, you never know what goes on in people's lives. You know, it could be something or nothing. It could be something major. 
It could be just form, a dip in form. Um, he might think he's playing really well. You know, it's just just looking at him, I think, you know, whereas he was always a, a, a consistent seven or eight, I would say, I wouldn't say he's like a four or five, I would say he's probably a six or seven mm-hmm. at the moment. So he, he has got, he can step up another gear, I always feel with Benno. Well, that's the end of part one. In part two, we'll be talking about the injured players coming back in the coming weeks. Subscribe to The Boot Room on iTunes or listen on walesonline.co.uk. Welcome back to Blakey's Boot Room. Uh, we'll be discussing the players that are, that are about to make their return to the, the Cardiff City fray, the first of which um, made his return for the under-23s this week. So uh, Neil Edridge played in Cardiff's 3-2 win uh, over Sheffield Wednesday, I think it was. Um so, Blakey, in your opinion, do you think Edridge comes straight back in when he's fit enough, given how well, I would say, Alex Smithies has, has played in his absence? Um, I would say I don't think you can take the, the jersey off Smithies. I mean, he was, he was signed as a, in the Premier League as a, you know, it's going to be a dogfight for the number one shirt and Etheridge managed to keep it. I think he got drafted in quite early for one game and then back out. League Cup game, I think it was. Yeah, so I don't think he played a league game. Yeah, something like yeah. that. Um, but he's got the number one shirt. I don't think you could you could point a finger and say, oh, well, I'd put that down to him or put that down to him. I, I think he's just been steady Eddie. So, you know, I always say if you get injured or you have a, a, a run of bad form or whatever, you know, you expect the next player to come into your position and pick up the shirt and run with it. And I think Smithies has done that. So, you know, um, as good as Everidge has been, I wouldn't say he's, he, he's, an, he, he's, you know, he's fit, he's got to play. You know what I mean? Yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say his importance over uh, Smithies is that great. So for me, Smithies has done well, you know, and you've got a new back four, not playing well, in my opinion. You know, they're not yeah, conceding too many opportunities, too many chances, especially against, you know, average opposition as well. You look at the Reading game, that was like they were Wigan. It's average opposition and you're conceding a lot. I wouldn't look at Smithies and say, man, you know, the reason for the back four looking shaky is now because the goalkeeper has changed. I wouldn't. I just think they need to tighten up they need a couple of their experienced boys back in the fold and I think they'd be fine so for me uh, Smithies would, would hold down his place yeah Paul what do you think about how Smithies has, has coped in Edridge's absence in recent weeks I think as Blakey says he's been steady Eddie but for me Etheridge comes straight back in as soon as he's available he comes straight back in it's a cold manager isn't he? <laughs> um, I'm not I'm not convinced and I'm happy to be told I'm not saying this is the case, but I'm mm-hmm. told I'm totally wrong at this. I'm not convinced Smithies wasn't at fault with the Derby goal. Uh, should he have pushed that ball further away? Should he have held on to it before they got the scramble for that early goal? Um, I just think Etheric, Smithies has been steady, Eddie, and you can't blame it for too many of the goals conceded. And you're right, the defence has been all over the place at times. But I think Etheridge has been exceptional in Cardiff's goal. 
Um, and I think Cardiff need that right now if they're going to win games because, as I said, you know they're not creating enough. For they they somehow need an exceptional goalie who's going to make saves out of the ordinary. And mm. I think personally think he should come back in. Mm. See, I would go the other end. I think the problem is the attack. Yeah, mm. I think the, the back four is a problem because it's fresh, and I still think you know it needs Sol Bamba. Right, that's well, just moving swiftly on, on to Sol. Right, yeah. and, and the next player, Sol Bamba, does he come straight back in? And I, well, I know you're you're a big fan, but if he does come straight back in, who misses out, and and or do they have to accommodate? Well, Neil Warnock's got a choice. I would say probably <coughs> player for player, they're better suited to a back three with two wing backs. Right, that's that's my opinion. Uh, but then what you're doing is you're leaving Morrison or Flint. You're gonna leave them as a in a deep water because not all of them can play central. So let's say Morrison plays central because he tends to like to drop deeper. Saul's gonna play on the right or left, and, and and Flint on the opposite side. So I think you know between the three of them, I think Saul marshals them brilliant. I think they they would be better, but. Then again, if if you stick to a back four, then you're going to go with the partnership that you've seen, you know, at its best, has been good for Cardiff, which is Morrison and Bamba. So Flint misses out, but then you just bought Flint. So if you drop him at this point, do you kind of lose him? Same thing with with Smithies. If you drop Smithies and Everidge comes in, you know, dropping players when they're not having a stinker is the quickest way to dress room upset. It's as simple as that. So, um, for me, you know, they, they, they miss Saul drastically for me. You know, bigger miss than average mm-hmm. for me. So, uh, if he's fit, I get him match fit, uh, <laughs> and then I bring him back into the fold. Yeah, simple as that. Paul, you're nodding along, you in the same camp? Well, I don't think I was nodding along. Actually, the jury's out for me a little bit more on this one, simply because Sol is 34 and has been out since March, so will he come back as good as he was? Ageist, you. (laughs) Now, (laughs) if he's the Sol that we knew, I agree with Blakey, straight back in the team, and that means Aidan Flint misses out. Mm. Um, And I only paid a lot of money for him, yet to convince me that he's... He's I think he's. I think he's okay. Bruno, I think he's a, superior an okay to Bruno Manga. Yet to prove no chance in on the same league. Um, but I but I think at the moment Sol has to come back. I you know, if they go three at the back, they can't do that with Peltier as a right wing back. There's no point doing that. Mm-hmm. Um, although Bakuna could, I think could probably that's play the one thing. Yeah, quite well. and so, I think you've got quite. A, you know what, Blakey, I think you've got quite an attacking. Maybe that. Maybe that. Tinker with personnel is what could offer them. The, yeah, and then it the, allows you the, the new pl- dimension well, that they need. It allows you to play Tomlin as well. I think there's a balance issue because Flint and Bamba both play left, don't they? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's not a more natural well, right-sided one. Well, like Manga. Well, I, I would, I would say probably Saul. If you can play as a six holding midfielder, which Saul can. You can play right side, left side, okay. centre as a centre, yeah. centre half. So if you put those three there, and you put Kuna on the right, and think attack minded, Bennett on the left, probably more defensive minded. Uh, you've got a good balance there. You have roles, 
and well, we'll come on to pack in a minute, yeah. no doubt. But well, Rolls and whoever holding yeah. right, and you've got Tomlin as the diamond uh, at the front of the three, and then whoever up front. I think I think that allows you, you know, not only would you be stronger going forward, I think you'd be stronger defensively also. That's just my opinion. How would you be stronger going forward when you're actually playing an extra defender? Oh well, you, well, uh, effectively you're not. Are you you're playing an extra midfielder because you've gone from four defenders to three, yeah, and you've gone, you've now got five men in midfield effectively, right? Yeah, so you you then it, it allows you to, you know, throw the balls up a lot more. The likes of Hoyland, the likes of Murphy, the likes of Glatzel, the likes of uh, White. You know, it, there's a lot of players then you can you can mix and match. You know, Gavin Watt, I don't see him as just an out and out someone who's a right side midfielder. He's got energy and he's got a good bit of skill on him. You know, draft him into a three man midfield. You know what I mean? They, 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 you can experiment with things, but at the moment, I think I don't think we're dangerous. Yeah. So why that's is it? what we're not. I yeah. don't think teams are looking at us and going yeah. like they did the season before last. They didn't think we were dangerous until after three or four games and we went and made a statement at Wolves and then people started thinking, oh, oh this this could be a half-decent team. By Christmas, people knew, right, this is a dangerous football team. I don't think we've got that fear factor at the moment because I don't think anything really... We've been OK, but nothing's clicked where you think, OK, this team is on it. You know, and it was the reason why I predicted they go up in seventeen eighteen because I could see clearly, as as clear as day, they were they were dangerous, they were dangerous, simple as that. And I don't think we've got that fear factor yet. Okay, well, the next player we come on to is Marlon Pack. Obviously, a little bit more difficult because we've only seen him for about one hundred and twelve minutes. I think he was in the Cardiff City shirt. Impressed on his debut though, and. He's been out since the Reading game. He's going to be back in a couple of weeks, we think. Do you think he comes straight back in? I, I do. I think Marlon, you can play... Uh, I think the beauty of someone like Marlon is he's, uh, he's, a, he's a good enough player. He's a quality player and his size and stature. You can play him as a holding on his own or you can play him on his own with two ahead or him alongside Rolls with one ahead. He, he gives you that option again. So you've got lots of different options to play about with. But of the central midfielders, he is the one, I think, who is, yeah, if he's fit, he comes straight back in, yeah. Paul? 100% midfield's a problem for Cardiff. Yeah. Lack of creativity in midfield's a problem. Keeping hold of the ball is a problem. And I think what you something has to change to change the dynamic at the moment. Well, what you, you, you what you'd have then this is my right. I think you, Sol Bamba comes in, Edridge comes in, as Paul said, right. I'll go with that. Mm-hmm. I think that gives confidence, strength. Bamba comes in, confidence, strength. Pat comes in, confidence, strength. Right. Tomlin comes in, creativity. Between him and Pack, far more creativity than what we've got at the moment. And then you're looking to then feed the bear up front, which is Glatzel. So I think right down the centre, your spine, you become far stronger than what you are without those players as well. So 
you know, there's, there's different ways to look at it, different ways to weigh it up. But um, I'd, I'd bring all three back. Mm. I'd bring all three back. No, Blakey wouldn't necessarily bring Etheridge back, but I'd bring all three back. And I think the, the spine is strengthened as a result. Yeah. And if the spine is strengthened, it gives more of a freedom, I feel, for the flair players like Tomlin and Murphy and Mendes, if you like. Mm. Oh, you let to, to, yeah. to, Well, you to, can mix and match all those players. A bit more. You can yeah. so mix and match those players. You know, another player I wanted to talk about, not necessarily the maybe not the starting lineup, but Danny Ward, who's been out um, this season now. Obviously, Robert Glatzel is the nailed on first choice striker, but then we have a little battle for his backup um, with Isaac Purcell and, and Omar Bogle at the moment. If Danny Ward, uh, if and when Danny Ward comes back in, does he? leap above Vassell and Bogle? Is he battling out with them? Is he below them in the pecking order? Where, where would you see Ward's place when, when he comes back? I, I'll be honest with you, even Glatzel, I, I, I give Glatzel the shirt because I've just paid money for him and yeah, he scored a goal and I want him to get going. But I've said on the podcast many times, isn't it? I don't think any number nine stands out at Cardiff and haven't for a while. We haven't had a, like a standout number nine for a, for a long time, so Danny, nice player. I really like the way he plays, but you know, does he elevate? Does he leapfrog Bogle? Well, on what basis? You know, if you said to, if if you could say to me, oh well, back in the Premier League, you got four in three games or mm. five in seven or something like that. But there's no consistent go-to goal man then. You know, so I don't look at anyone and go, oh, he's above him. He's above. That's what I mean. At the moment, you've got a glut, glut of strikers that you need to try and find the best formula to be able to score more goals. Regardless whether you play back the front, if you play 20 passes a goal, you have to score goals. And if you're not scoring goals, you find it incredibly difficult to win games. And that's where we are at the moment. So for me... No, it's just, you know, it is what it is. Out yeah, the yeah, 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 you've got to fight it out. It's, that's a, on the training ground, right? You know, I make my decision on Friday before Saturday who's going to sit down on the bench behind Glatzel until Glatzel, you know, goes on a run where he maybe has to sit down and, well, you know, Bogle or Ward or whoever comes in. Yeah, I suppose the last bit of injury news we should talk about is... Uh, is Jazz Richards who who hurt his ankle again last week, and I think that means he's missed fifty one games in, in three years now, which is listen, rotten luck. Yeah, yeah, it is, and it, it happens to you sometimes as a pro. Uh, you get one injury, at least for second, at least for third. I think the last time we've seen Jazz was the Euros two thousand sixteen. Well, you've seen him occasionally for Cardiff since. No, what I'm saying is on a consistent basis around them times 2015, mm. 16 mm-hmm. maybe 17 look I, I you know uh, I'm not cruel but I do believe you have to be ruthless in football and it's never really worked out for him and I think sometimes you just have to say it probably do the player uh, a world of good to move him on do you understand what I mean? Yeah. Uh, not not because oh you're, you're fed up injury. You, you know, these are things that happen but I think sometimes it's, it's it's good for right refresh for you look it's not working here for you it's not worked you know how long do you give it and I think 
it's been a long time, three years, perhaps, or three seasons. I think at some point you say, right, cut your losses. Both for us and more importantly for you, we're going to move you on, hopefully. Some things happen where you just go for a new club and then all of a sudden you start playing, you play 200 games. You know what I mean? That's what I'm hoping might happen for Jazz and get back in the Welsh squad and everything and all the rest of it. But I don't know, for some reason, it's just never happened for him here and he's he's never been able to get into a, you know, never been able to get injury-free. Mm. Never mind a run of form. He's never been able to get injury-free because we know he's a very, very good player. You know, and I think in a back three or back four for Cardiff, you know, would be a, a great addition. But at some point, you've got to ask, ask yourself as a club, right, this is not really working out for us or the kid. So, you know, best all round. It's not like he's irreplaceable. And it's not like we've had major problems and been looking to him as the saviour. That's never been the case. So I just think at some point, you need to be a bit ruthless and say, right, cool to be kind sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's the end of part two. In part three, we'll be looking ahead to the Middlesbrough game this weekend. Welcome back to part three of Blakey's Boot Room. Um, yeah, so we're just going to be discussing uh, the Middlesbrough game this weekend. Blakey, Middlesbrough have had a, a similar start to, to Cardiff this mm. season. What, what do you make of them as Well, they opponent? sit one place above us on the same points. Yes, two wins, table. three draws, two losses, and scored the same amount of goals yeah, as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I watched their game against Bristol City. I watched highlights of it. They look okay, but, you know... Again, you don't look at them and go, oh, they're, you know, a major threat, you know. Like you look at something like Leeds United and you see, right, you see where they're, where they're going to cause you problems. Um, I think it's, I think for sure it's a game we can win. You know, I just think, you know, at what point is that win going to come? I, I, you know, it, and for me, it needs to come sooner rather than later because the longer you go without winning games, the more pressure it puts on following games to go on a run of instead of going on a run of four or five wins to get you up into the top echelons of the league you now have to go on a six or seven eight or nine and Cardiff are capable of doing it but you're just thinking to yourself right it's got to start sooner or later because at some point during the season you are going to suffer three or four defeats back to back also we, we've seen that in the, in the, in the um, promotion campaign so um, you know, it's 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 a game they they can ill afford to lose Cardiff. I think they've got to go and they're at home. They've got to get the three points. It's as simple as that. And they need, they need a, that. They need a big win sooner or later, don't they? They need a three 0 at home. They need a four one well, or something I, like that. I, th- I think if you look at how the fans have been, the fans are just they, they they're sticking with it. They they're not, they're not like turning. They're not. I'm gonna go at anybody, and I'm gonna go at the bench, and I'm gonna go at the manager, and I'm gonna go at the players. They're sticking with it, sticking with it, because you're not a million miles away from it. But you're right, you're you you're not like I say, they're not where they were two years ago. And something you do feel, well, we got the players, right? You think, well, Gladstone should be up to score 15, 20 goals in this league. Got lovely feet. I think that was demonstrated again. 
against Derby. You've seen him a couple of times. I always, I, I do think we need to play more football, and we get more out of him. I honestly do. Balls in and around the box. I do think he can create more as well in that number nine dropping in a bit role. But um, I don't know. I, I mean, I'm just going on a tangent here. <laughs> I, I don't know. I, Paul, your your thoughts ahead of the weekend? Win, lose or draw? Well, we'll come, oh, we'll come on to predictions. Uh, Initial <laughs> thoughts going into it. As I, as I say, it could go either way now in these next three or four games for Cardiff. Um, they need to put win. I, I'm not fussed about a big thumping three nil win. I just happy to see a nice one nil. So they've just got to get a couple of wins, back to back wins behind them to get that climbing that table and get some momentum behind them. So I think with Cardiff, get that. I still think they've got some really good players there. They've got a fabulous atmosphere at Cardiff City Stadium, and you know they can still make that something of a fortress for themselves. But they've got to start winning to do that. Yeah, I mean, the home form, I suppose, has been a little bit of a positive, isn't it? Because there's been two wins and, and that draw against Fulham. So how important will that oh, be? Has, has it been a positive? I mean, they've had a couple of last gasp squeaks. And the last 20 minutes against Fulham was awful. Yeah, it was I, awful. I, 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 I would agree. Buy, I don't I think don't it's been... Results-wise. I, 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 <laughs> <laughs> I know you're trying, mate. I know. I know you're trying, but I, I just think... Look, at the end of the day, the, the aim, you know, the owners pump money in again, like I've said, and the aim is promotion, but the expectation this time. That's that's what's grabbing Cardiff for me. The expectation now. We expect, fans expect. So, excuse me, they, they, the fans, like I just said, they, they've been brilliant, been patient, but, you know, I think Cardiff have got to play better, haven't they? You've got to play better at home to win games. They've got to play better at home. That's what we're saying. Yeah, Yeah. they've got to play better at at home. Because if they win in their home games, then a point away from home, yeah, that's fine. You know what I mean? You 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 will get your three points. You do pick up your points and you do get your loss. But, you know, you're in then promotion form, I call it. Do you know what I mean? Where you're hard to beat. You're not losing a lot. there's, there's There's not a lot of games you come out with zero points then. You know, and uh, at the moment, I just think all round, players coming back will improve things. But I do think form needs to improve, goals need to improve, uh, a bit more possession of football that needs to improve. You know, just just improvements, five percent all across. You know, I think you'd see a, a different kind of city there. But the possession of the ball naturally leads to the other things. I know, yeah, I kind of disagree with you. you know, <laughs> that's why I always say, regardless of what you think, you know, you can do it. You, you, we proved, you know, two years ago, and you don't want to prove you can do it just, you know, being a very direct team. But honestly, my opinion is the, the, the championship has changed, albeit it might be just slightly, but... Teams are better equipped. Every season your team plays in a certain way. I always use Bournemouth, for, I cite them as an example. Mm-hmm. You know, since they got the Premier League, they've just got stronger, stronger, stronger every year. And they've got a philosophy and a way of playing that. They buy the players that fit into that philosophy. But then they go up against the likes of Everton and, and, and do them 3-1. They're not, you know, at home, 
They're a dangerous team. They're a very dangerous team. And I just think, you know, uh, I said this last week, you know, you, we play, managers like Neil and what have you, they choose to play the way they, they this brand of football, and it's worked for them. Percentage-based football has worked for them over the years, so why would you move away from it? I just think that's okay, but the game is moving. It's ever-evolving. And two years ago, it wasn't a problem. Like I said, we were a bit of a surprise package, but we had a grit and determination that was fantastic. Players you know, like Bamba and Manga and people like that. I just think we're not quite there yet this season. One uh, one thing that's been slightly curious the last couple of weeks is Nathaniel Mendes Lang and his sort of lack of inclusion. I know he's he had sort of a, a mystery injury almost. Like Warnock didn't really know what was wrong with him. He mm. suffered a bit of a hamstring in the opening day and hasn't hasn't really come back to full fitness since. But he's gone with Gavin White, especially well away from home at Derby on Friday. But if Nathaniel Mendes Lang is fit and firing, does he start on the right wing instead of Gavin White at home? Hundred percent. I'm a, I'm one of his biggest supporters, Mendes. I think he's since he's come to the club. I think he's been a revelation. Yourself, Paul? Do you silly, agree? Silly question. <laughs> <laughs> okay. The strides that Mendes has made, of course, he comes into the team. Yeah, I think he's, uh, and I, uh, that's what I'd say. I think players like Mendes, Junior. I think you can, Gavin White, I think you can do more with them. Murphy, I think, is an out-and-out winger. Mm-hmm. Mendes, I think, is an out-and-out winger. But his strength and his power and his pace, I think if you try to play him inside, even in the 10 role or advanced midfield, he'd be dangerous. I think White has got the energy to play in and around that central midfield. That's what I mean about the options. Hoylet, he can unlock doors. Tomlin... You know, there, there, there is, there is a. It's just finding that formula. I think. Listen, I don't want to sound like an anti-Gavin White thing, but you know, as Blakey said, you know, he, he's young still. He's new to this level, mm. and it is about in that position. Yes, it's about working back because that's what Neil Warnock was saying. No, nobody could ever question his work rate, mm. but it's about delivering in the final third of the field yeah. as well. Yeah, and. I just feel that he's caught in possession too often or the crosses are blocked or whatever. I just think that will come because he's clearly got talent. But at this moment in time, Mendes has to come straight back into that side. Do you know I would say to Gavin? Focus more on producing opportunities That's what I'm for, saying. Your, exactly, for, your, for your striker That's and fellow winger and scoring yourself more than yeah. thinking I'm in the right defensive position all the time. Mm-hmm. You know, Because he has got a level lung. You can get up and down that pitch. Energy's great. I don't think you've seen the best of his skill. I have seen some touches off him. I think, ooh, okay. When your confidence grows, you'll be better again. Paul's right. He's just coming to this level of football, so it does take time. But I would say if I was if I was coaching him or in his ear, I would be saying to him, listen, your, your defensive is a give-me. That's a give-me. You, you do that anyway, naturally. What I need you to focus on and really think about is right, you're a winger. How many chances you created in the last three games? How many goal opportunities have you got on the end of in the last three games? Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You know, this, this, this game is about to win the game, you've got to score. You've got to be in the around the box. 
you know, defensively, great. But there's going to be times where you are out of position. But that's why you play two older midfield players. We do. We play two holders. That's why. So, you know, don't stress. You know, stress about, right, be stressed about, well, I haven't created a chance or I've got a goal in the last five games. Don't be stressed about, well, oh, my, oh, you know, I'm in the right position and, uh, you know, ooh, you know, my, my winger or my opposite defender almost got away from me there. You know, I just think he's, you know, almost too honest then. Okay, that's the end of part three. When we come back, we'll be doing some Ask Blakey and some predictions. And welcome back to the final part of Ask Blakey, where we will be... Final part of Blakey's boot room, I should say, where we'll be doing some Ask Blakey and going through some predictions. <laughs> so, let's see. The first question we have for Blakey is from Gavin Rickard, or Rickard. Uh, I like Gav. <laughs> In light of the Berry and Bolton situations recently, how much credit should Vincent Tan and the board get for stabilising the club and despite the kit change and other mistakes is Tan the best and most successful owner in the club's history wow I don't know about the club's history because uh, you know you'd have to go back an awful long way because there is a a lot of history to you know see see through but I don't I don't know what I can say is in the light of Bolton and uh, Bury and I, I think I've said this a, n- a number of times especially this season you know, he's he's back the manager. You know, got we got a fantastic stadium. You know, um, he gives he's given the manager money since the manager came. I think I've gone on record saying probably had a turnover of about thirty forty players with Neil. So you can't really point the finger and say, oh well, the owner's not backed him or the board, Mehmet's not giving him back in. You know. The manager's had what he has had effectively what he's wanted. You know, there was we were never going to go to the Premier League and 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 you know spend hundred million pounds. Why? Because I think the owner had put in around two hundred million and was probably glad to see some of that come back his way. You know, that's 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 just common sense, I think. But where he's not at any point left the manager with like no choice or. Right, no sign, there's no fresh faces, nothing like that. I think over the last two to three seasons, I think you've got to give him a lot of credit, an awful lot of credit. In the board, I've said it already, can't you? No, I, I don't. No, you, well, I try and, be is, try and be fair. I mean, I don't attack people, or I don't try and give an opinion which is negative just for you know, point scoring or get more listeners and all that. We just mm-hmm. speak the truth here. So. Mm-hmm. You know, I think after the kit and the badge and all that, I think realization hit. Like I said, when the crowds were dipping so low, the team was on its way down. I think before Neil came in, and I don't think you can just point the finger at Neil and say he's knitted it all together, because at the end of the day, without the man at the top, you know, giving you the ability to go and buy these 30, 40 different players and keep turning over the phases and keep refreshing. You know, you don't get the success. So you look at Bolton, you look at Bury. Still fear for Bolton, if I'm totally honest. I don't think they're out of the woods by any stretch of the imagination, which is I find quite incredible for a club of of that stature and that history. But yeah, I think I think uh, Gareth was it. 
Gavin. Gavin, I think he's he's um, reiterating what I've said on, on on previous podcasts. I think you have to give uh, the chairman, CEO, and owner uh, an awful lot of credit because you know it's a different team again. Effectively, what we what we we've been given. So manager can't complain. I think they they deserve huge credit. Yeah. Uh, I have to apologise to Mark George who has asked a question I've already asked you today about Bamba coming back into the team and, and who gets dropped. Similarly with Sam Reen who asked if we're going to see much of Danny Ward on the pitch this season which I think we've, we've gone over. Yes we have Mark, yes we have Samuel. Uh, Jake Lewis says who is going to be our next manager and will our style of play change? So you're going to have to look into your crystal ball oh. a, little bit, a little bit for that one please. I, listen, I, I don't know. Uh, I there's no point in me saying, you know, Chris Hutton again. I've said it, people have heard it. Mm-hmm. Uh, it doesn't have to be him, but I'm trying to use his, him as an example of uh, a progression. Because I think if you ask any fan in football, they want to see their team play good, fast, free flowing, attacking football, whilst at the same time being a really difficult team to score goals against. Right? So we're not. I'm not necessarily saying we want to be a team that has 30 passes and a goal, but I'd like to be a team that gets 15 to 20 passes and a goal. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I'd like us to play some football. And if you need to go direct at times, well, you've got the players to be able to do it. No problem. So, um, what was the question again? <laughs> Who's going to be the next manager and will our style uh, play? I can't, I can't say who the next question, uh, who the next manager will be, but I do think the progression has to be someone of that ilk of, of like uh, Chris Hutton, who's probably in between. Um, I think uh, what's the Wolves manager's in between a uh, in between a Nuno. Uh, and uh, a Neil Warnock mm. you know it's no point jumping from you know 1 to 100 you're going to have to go from you know 10 20 30 40 50 progress yeah. to try and get to you know uh, that type of manager who's going to give you that free flowing football on, on that note then Ed Hopkins asks alright Ed do you think a Man City style of football would suit Cardiff City and then Please, fans. I think reading between the lines, I think he might mean. Do you think Cardiff City already have the players that can play that sort of passing football, or will they need to bring in? I don't think. Listen, I don't. I think you you, you can get carried away thinking the Man City style of football is new. No. Remember Newcastle, Manchester United, Liverpool, Liverpool in the eighties, Leeds United, Notts Forest, Aston Villa. You know, I could go back from you know Tottenham Hotspur. You know, it, it, you know these are teams who, who have played football. I grew up watching it, right? Ricky Villa, Ozzy Adilas, they weren't back to front players. They were footballers. Glenn Hoddle, Chrissy Waddle, you know I mean Stevie Archibald, they were footballers. I was obviously a Spurs fan as a kid, mm. um, but you know, at that, at that time it wasn't Man United. It was Liverpool. Liverpool. Ken Davlish, you know, Ian Rush, you know, John Barnes, Stevie Nichol, you know, players, mate. You know, they, they play with anybody, the best style of football. So it, it's, it's nothing new. I, I don't think we're looking for 
when I'm looking to emulate anybody, right? What I'm saying is, as a fan, as a football fan, if you go, if you're, if Bennett gets the ball and does a massive sixty-yard switch to Mendes' line, runs down the line, whips it in, and Glatzel gets a header, that for me is as good as going through midfield, bup, 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 opening up, and Glatzel running on the ball and finishing. All right? It's the in between those two. Yeah, what you do in between those two opportunities. Mm-hmm. You know, are you just keep going that seventy-yard ball all the time? Or you mixing it and matching it and changing it and you know giving people different uh, looks at how you attack and what have you. I, I would say that is what most fans would want to see is you know quality. There's nothing better than seeing, for instance, I was watching Champions League last night. I was watching Kulvale for Napoli mm-hmm. uh, against Liverpool and Virgil, who okay made a minor mistake. But watching those two players bring down balls on their chest, players running at them under major pressure and the ball's in the air, getting it, bringing it down, playing it, little one, two, boom, out you go. You know, you think, ooh, we're not sat there going, ooh, that was risky. Because you think, well, he's a professional footballer. Mm -hmm. Chest control, getting it down and passing it and doing that, being able to do that before Glenn comes and closes me down. Now, if I think Glenn's going to close me down, then I boot it. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But because of my technique and my quality and the speed I can do things, I can get it down and cl- I play one-two round Ben, uh, round Glenn before he even gets here. So I just think you know, there's this myth that you know, you know, Pep Guardiola's football. And don't get me wrong, his football is has taken it to another dimension from what we've seen in recent years. But listen. If you said to me, would that team beat Liverpool of the 80s? I don't know. Tell me now, I don't know. It'd be a great game to watch. Or Leeds <laughs> or Notts Forest, you know what I mean? Yeah. Hey, look at people like Cluffy. Ah, love the way that man approached football. Loved it. Loved it. And, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's nothing new. So I think, I can't have said it. Eddie May, I've said it before. Eddie May's team, footballing team. I, I, I grew up, that's what I was fed. Football in team, mm-hmm. you know, excite, go down the wing, Nick. take people on, but you better pick someone out in a box. And Carl Dale or Chris Pike, one of them, you better pick out. Don't just put it in there for putting it in their sake, pick one of them out. So you're passing it to your mate who's a striker or Colin Griffiths coming on the back stick. Listen, it's, 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 we're not, I'm not asking or it's not nothing out of the ordinary. We've seen it at Cardiff City. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Simple as that. Okay, then finally we're going to come on to some score predictions for this My Saturday's game. Um, yeah, just a little reminder that Blakey and I predicted correctly last week. <laughs> G picking himself up <laughs> like, on the podcast. Like, <laughs> Why you don't break your arm and pat yourself on the back? <laughs> we all predicted a score draw. Uh, yeah, we did. I just we thought did. there'd be more goals in it than you. Yeah, you went 3 3, didn't you? Gotcha. Yeah. Something yeah. massive. Well, on that note, then, Paul, we'll come to you first. Yes. For your prediction for Saturday. I think it probably will be another Dower game. <laughs> <laughs> What's about you today? I, I just don't think Cardiff were as impressive impressed as you, you say at Derby. I think they've got to show far more creativity. Yeah. And um, I'm trying to be realistic about it because I want mm. this team to get back up into those promotion positions. And 
something a dynamic needs to change somehow um but i think i got a feeling that even within a dower game because of the home advantage of the fantastic backing from the fans i think cardiff will neck this one so i'm going to go one nil cardiff blakey set piece goal by the way set piece goal uh, looking at the two teams, looking at where they are on the table, looking at their form, I hate to say it, but mate, I, I can see another draw. <laughs> I, I really can. I, I don't, I don't see much between them. You know, I don't look at Middlesbrough and go, oh, look out for him, him, and him. And I don't say that about Cardiff. So I would go, you know, either nil nil or one one. I. <sighs> I would say I just think Cardiff they gotta have a big win in them sooner or later and I'm gonna be gonna I'm gonna stick in, my neck out and say it's gonna be a 3-1 home win to Cardiff on Saturday Take afternoon that all day and twice on Sundays mate <laughs> okay then once again thank you for tuning in and oh, can I just give someone a mention of course uh, so when we're up at Blackburn I said I'd give him a mention Richard Hawkins and I think it's something we can do on the podcast, uh, gentlemen. Okay. Richard Hawkins, he travels to every away game. What I'm trying to find out is just how many fans travel to every away game, come to every home game, and how far are they coming from? Because I'm sure he, he's coming from like Kent or something like that. Wow. And he's at, he was at, he was at uh, I think, Fulham game on the Tuesday, then Blackburn on the Saturday, and... Like you know, and he just lives for Cardiff City, and I just love those fans. Do you know what I mean? So fans, ladies, gentlemen, children, write in on the, write in the Glen. And let me know what kind of travelling you do. We'll give you a mention. We'll give you a shout out. So big up, Rich. Yeah, definitely, Richie Rich. Richard or any of those fans get in contact with me. Yeah, um, Blakey will give or... you a shout out on on the boot room. Yeah, yeah, brilliant. Okay, well, um, yeah, thank you for tuning in and uh, make sure to stay tuned with all the latest Cardiff City news on Wales Online. Subscribe to The Boot Room on iTunes or listen on walesonline.co.uk.